Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anaceti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. Welcome back to Believe in Badgers on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and Oakbridge Wealth Management. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how are we doing today? Oh man, if I see Brian Bott on a screen, it is a holiday times ten. Oh, I was man. scared of this guy for like five years, and now I just love him to death. <laughs> yeah, just just raving fear into the hearts of Badger players in the early two thousands. <laughs> Well, one thing I appreciate about that is that Bernie is always on time for everything that we do. He is on time, and I absolutely love it. Oh, I would have been in the step mill today. I, I'll, I would have been step milling for a half hour with the weight vest holding the med ball over my head today. That's that's on me. My fault. Oh, I hate my you bad. Would have been... I'll, I'll, I'll never say my bad. That was my fault. I take ownership for it, but I will not say my bad. <laughs> Wait, but before we start. So I go, I go to Orange Theory now because I'm old and my body's kind of worn out, but I love this workout. And yeah. people in the workout yawn, and it offends me beyond belief. Tell the people in this world why it would offend me that somebody yawns during the workout. Hit them. It's 25 push-ups <laughs> immediately. And it's like – and it's like, like you're, it's like playing that game assassin that the kids play nowadays. Have you ever heard of that game? So at no. school, the seniors play this game. It's called assassin. It's all with water bottles. And so you get a name, right? So like Bernie, like if we were going to school together and I had your name, I would have to squirt you with water and you'd be, you'd be, you know, out of the game. And the winner is the winner. That's kind of like what the push-up thing was in the weight room at Wisconsin. It's like, you're always, you're always looking for something. You're trying to catch someone to like, like put them down on the ground and then almost like make yourself feel better to make like, make like me or JD or herbs, like, Oh, good job. Like you, you, you know, you're helping us out. You're like instilling discipline in these kids because it's five forty-five in the morning and everybody's walking around the way like this with no coffee. I mean, I oh. took my, uh, my, what's it called? My Heart. creatine, like 10 minutes before and it didn't kick in yet. It's just so funny because I think about these things, I think about obviously Wisconsin football all the time, but these things I think about more than others because when I see someone in the literally, it could be like anyone just yawn once. And I'm like, how dare you do this and work out? And nobody knows, like nobody else was a D1, you know, football player at Wisconsin who, when you don't go to a bowl game, a lot of these new punishments get enacted. But it really, like, to this day, scares me. I won't even yawn. I don't think I've yawned in a workout in. 20 something well, how many how long have i been out 17 oh, years yeah yeah, yeah I, do you yawn in the weight room oh i let it rip yeah i don't care <laughs> i don't care i i'm so empowered right now by my own personal like well-being and feeling of myself that i just let it rip right now i'm past, I'm past that point of trying to impress people oh, i'm gonna cry i'm gonna cry oh yeah Oh my God, Matt! Do we still have more ad reel to, to, gotta, to talk? I, I gotta remind the good folks tuning in across the globe, across the universe, wherever they happen to be, that um, do I sound like I'm cracking? I found like my yeah. voice. Is that any better now? Or is you sound it like auto tune. It kind of sounds cool. Is it still going on, or is it stopped? No, you sound good now. Okay, okay. I don't know. I've, I've got this weird interface. I will cut this out, but or maybe I won't. I don't know. 
I don't know what's going on. Matt, you can go on. Me and Bernie will just handle it. Well, I'm sure it'll be fine, but I do want to remind <laughs> good folks tuning in wherever that they may be that we are presented by betonline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at Bet Online. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V, Bet Online, where the game starts. We are going to start today, Bernie. You just mentioned the creatine shake. And, uh, well, actually, I want to get to that a little bit later. Let's start, though. Uh, Sports Advantage has been doing incredibly well. Um, and you are opening another new gym here in Wanakee next week. So I guess we want to first start saying congratulations. And, you know, what's exciting you about expanding into Wanakee and just sort of what's exciting you about everything that's happening at Sports Advantage right now? Well, first of all, the gym is open in Middleton. We already have a gym in Wanakee. I apologize. So, yeah, all good, Matt. All good. Um, no, I think, um, you know, f- since the last time we talked, you know, we added Joe Thomas and Ryan Groy um, as, as you know, um, owners in Sports Advantage. And we've really uh, changed, not changed, but really intensified our mission to really providing for the state of Wisconsin. I think it's really important to us to bring um, – a lot of like-minded people in um, to our organization right now to continue to grow the sports performance uh, and, and training of athletes. And also the other things, you know, like leadership, um, you know, mental toughness, which is, you know, severely missing right now in our youth um, mindset, all those different things that we teach in our gyms as a part of, you know, sports performance and strength and conditioning. Um, to the state of Wisconsin, you know, for me, you know, I've lived in Wisconsin for 48 of my 50 years. Um, you know, Joe, you know, Ryan, they, they went to high school. Um, they, they played at Wisconsin. They both live in Middleton now. Uh, it's, it's just really important for all the things that we're doing right now. And with Ryan, um, being from Middleton, you know, he played football and, and did some other things at Middleton high school. That was, that was a big thing for him. Um, you know, we opened a gym in Menominee Falls in Oconomowoc, uh, over the last year, kind of back where where Joe Thomas is from, and Ryan, you know, really had a strong passion to give back to the community that he was in, and that's what's so special about you know. And we have a couple other guys that we brought on for our you know we're opening a gym in Appleton in March um, from that area uh, that are former Badgers um, that we brought on, and um, really just trying to create a mission of quite honestly, and this is this is the way I think, right? We want to make Wisconsin the mecca of strength and conditioning. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to do it. You know what I mean? We're, we're going to do it. And, um, you know, and, and we do a lot of other things, you know, education of coaches and, and parents and everything like that. But Middleton's going to be awesome. It's an incredible community um, support, you know, huge support. Um, we're right next door to Kiva. And for those of you that have been in Madison before, Kiva has been a youth performance, youth, you know, athlete place for soccer and a lot of, you know, volleyball and basketball and lacrosse and a lot of other things. They've been there for 25 plus years and, you know, just really um, a foundational business and operation in Middleton. So we're really happy to be, you know, kind of on site right next door to them in a brand new building. And I can't wait. I, I absolutely can't wait. But you, first of all, I love that. I think that's fantastic. And, but you are doing more not sports specific, right? It's, it's the overall, it's like a holistic, you know, attack to like make your body better. So you can be better in whatever sport you are in. Yeah, Bernie, you're going to get me going right away, right? On the sports specific stuff that, um, (laughs) you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're sports performance coaches, you know, same thing, like the, the strength coaches in college, our job is to make you a better athlete. And that's what we do. You know, and, and we're not skipping steps along the way. Our job is to make the kids, you know, one more mobile, um, more durable, stronger, faster, more explosive. Uh, you know, able to s- stop and start. Um, and that way, you know, when they leave us or they go back to their sport coach, now sport coach, it's your job to do your job and make them, a, you know, in your case, a better football player. Um, so that is that is our thing, and you can't. You know, you know, I can't train football in the weight room. You know, as much as you want to think you can, you can't train in the weight room. Like, what am I going to do? Have you run around with a dumbbell in your hand, like high and tight with the 35s? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but that's that's like the new thing, the new craze, you know, and everybody's trying to sell that. And that's just, you can't do it. You know, the weight room, 
is essentially what we call GPP, general physical preparation for the body. So you can go do SPP, which is sports specific preparation. And you can't skip that step, no matter you know who wants to sell you that you can. And so, um, yeah, we take athletes of all ages. I mean, our, you know, obviously we have a, a, a good football following and football kids that train with us, uh, basketball. I'll tell you what, though, um, the thing that I think I'm, I don't want to say most proud of because I probably get in trouble for like picking one thing over another. Our female athletes, I'll put them against anybody uh, for how they train, the results they get. Um, we have, I mean, we got some, some stud female athletes and they train and they love to train. You know what I mean? They, they get in the squat rack. They, they want to jump, they want to sprint, they want to push sleds. You know, they want to do everything Bernie that you did. Um, and just because they can see how it impacts their body, they can feel, they feel stronger, they feel more explosive and they feel more confident. And so that's the unique thing about sports advantage is that, you know, eight years old, you know, we'll take you 14 years old. Soccer player, we'll take you. 17 years old, you know, you want to get a scholarship, go play, um, you know, at the University of Wisconsin, you know, we'll take you. And what, wherever you're at, we're going to make you better. What do you think is sort of the key to getting in the minds and uh, sort of fostering this love of training? Because for a lot of, I know, I sure as hell, when I was 14, 16, 17, did not want to like be pushed super hard or didn't have a person in my life who like could really push me to work where I needed to go. How do you connect with kids and sort of bring the best out of them? I mean, I think that's, that's what's really unique about sports advantage is it's a community and it's a culture, you know, of what we have. Uh, we have an incredible, incredible process for um, integrating kids into training so, you know, every kid that wants to train with us, they, they have a free evaluation. So we can, we can take them through, you know, a set, set of movements, you know, like the functional movement screen and some other things where we can see where they're at. We sit down with mom and dad. We talk to them about where they're at. A lot of times mom and dad uh, are, have thoughts that are kind of way out of the way. So we then be, get to become like the buffer between athlete and parents sometimes of like where they're at, where they can be and things like that. Um, but it can be very intimidating for like a 12 year old to be in there with, you know, 20, you know, high school varsity football players. And I think the very unique thing that we have and that we've built at sports advantage is our older kids end up being, you know, like coaches for us. I mean, they're mentors for the young kids. They're constantly encouraging them. I mean, if you follow my social media, I have pictures of, you know, a kid like, you know, Jerry Kaminsky who played at some prairies, not North Dakota, you know, helping a 10 year old, you know, how to do an exercise or Alex Erickson or Rob, you know, even our NFL guys that are in there. And so I think meeting them where they're at is very important. Um, creating a culture that's welcoming to all athletes. Um, because a lot of times, you know, if you walk down in the McLean weight room in 2002, I'd have a hard time, you know, having some of our 12 year olds want to stay and keep training because it's a different environment. And so you have to, but you, you know what I mean? The environment is, is, is what keeps people there because it's an atmosphere. And I think we do a great job, probably better than anyone of taking, you know, a welcoming atmosphere as well as the college atmosphere and melding it together because, you know, there are days that you don't want to train no matter how much you want to be in there, no matter how good you are, no matter how good your goals are, that atmosphere has to be really special. And, you know, that's one of the really unique things that we do. You know, the kids walk in, a lot of times we're going to get, you know, kids from four or five different high schools. So, you know, in, in five or six months, man, they're, they're lining up against each other on Friday. And, you know, we, every time you're red and black when you're in this, I don't care if you're wearing purple and yellow on Friday or, or green or whatever, you're red and black, you know, and we break it down, hard work on three together on six. And that together, you know, really means a lot. And then those kids end up becoming friends. I mean, we have a lot of kids that, you know, have gone to each other's graduation party that trained together, that played, you know, that, that were rivals. You know what I mean? And so that, you know, we just, everybody's welcome. Everybody feels comfortable, but there is an atmosphere. And I think once kids feel comfortable, they really embrace that. So, bud, I have to loop this back to Wisconsin for a second. You said, you said you wouldn't want a 12 year old to be in the weight room when, but the environment was I not didn't for say I wouldn't want like, them. I said, they may not want to be. No, no. And, and it wasn't a place for them. There was a lot of right. things happening in there that was 
appropriate for 18 plus group of guys in a room. But what did you take from Wisconsin and the weight room and the culture? Because literally everything you just said about some days you're not at your best, you know, but you have your dudes there. And and also your dudes are from everywhere, right? Like right. I'm working out with Dantes from Cleveland, Ohio. We don't have the same backgrounds pretty much at all. No. You know, Clink from Compton. I'm a Jewish kid from, you know, Westchester County, New York. We don't have a lot. In, but when we're in the weight room and that culture you guys built was there, we're all the same pretty much. So can so like what did you take from like how did you guys build that culture, and then how did you take that into what you're doing now? Yeah, I mean, you know, college football is the ultimate like coming together of you know everything. You know what I mean? Because like you said, Bernie, you're going to get you know kids from northern Wisconsin. You're going to get kids from New York. You're going to get kids from Florida. You're going to get kids that, you know, have participated in powerlifting since they've been 14. You're going to get kids that have never picked up a dumbbell in their life. Um, and I think the main thing is really the same thing, Bernie, is like, we tried to meet you guys where you're at to start, right? To start, like, he, you know, here's where you're at. That's why we had the freshman group that you were separate, right? To try and get you to feel comfortable. And I think a lot of schools do that. Um, that's very similar to what we do with our young kids when they start, right? You're kind of, you're not off on your own because our gyms are smaller. Um, but you have a, a certain prescribed set of things that you need to be able to get done in order to kind of go train with the varsity. You know what I mean? If you want to put it in college terms, right? Train with the, train with the starters and the, and the guys that play. Um, and so that was one of the things I really liked about how we did that at Wisconsin. Um, and then just the melding of groups. Right. I think that is always something that's really cool that you can see. Um, I know a lot of colleges now do all the, you know, you lift with your position group and things like that. And I think there's a place for that. But it's really, I mean, like for you, like, you know, you lift with Donovan, you know, who's a center and from Hawaii, you know, and then like, you know, Book, you know, or like Stocko, who's a quarterback, or, you know, like Jason Jefferson. Um, you know, you, you had a, a wide variety of guys in there. And I think what the thing at Wisconsin in the early years, and it was different with Herb, you know, in the early years, it was kind of like, we're all struggling together. We just, you know, that was kind of like the Herb Brooks thing, right? Like, we're not your friends. Like you guys will, will, will fall in love with each other because of your dislike for us so much, I think was kind of like the way to go about it. Um, and I think, you know, it transcended, it changed because you could, you know, you can't really, I don't think do that as much anymore um, in any setting. And I think Herb, you know, was so far ahead of the game on this. And obviously with the success they've had, um, he knew how to read the room as good as anybody, you know, and he taught me that, you know what I mean? Just body language, you know, um, who's talking, you know, it was even like, who's talking to who, like, you know, who are you talking to? You know, was it, you know, a guy that we know you're going to grind with, or it was maybe a guy that, that likes to complain a little bit and you're over there kind of getting pulled into that. And that's maybe that's your mindset for the day. You know what I mean? And so, you know, learning how to read the room, I think is so important. Um, and so for us, you know, now it's like, okay, you have a 12 year old, you know, female soccer player with, you know, seven high school basketball players, and then, you know, a 15 year old volleyball player, and they're kind of, you know, maybe off to their side and they don't feel comfortable. And so that's, you know, our trainers know that, Hey, you know, they're maybe a little nervous. They're a little intimidated. So that's a key for us to go over, Hey, what's going on? How's school today? You know, things like that. And they, you, they liven up, you know what I mean? And so just showing them that you're there for them, I think is so important in our environment. Um, but learning how to read that, I think is something that I got, you know, from Wisconsin. Dude, we broke you. Stockholm syndrome went both ways, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember you, me, and Kleber in the squat rack, and you're just like, man, you guys stink of alcohol. And we're like, well, we were just left like a couple hours ago. I don't – I think for the amount of time you spend with somebody, you really can't – you have to start finding things you I, – I just feel like as humans, you find things you like about them because, Bob, we spent four and a half years together like almost multiple hours a day multiple times yeah. a day sometimes. So I feel like, you know, right. you, you come in, I, to me, it was, there was never any hate towards individuals. It was more like, shoot, I'm up at 5.30 to get to this stupid lift, but then you go to the lift and crush it. 
There wasn't you guys didn't yeah. give us a lot of time to BS with each other and talk. It was more like, what's your weight? Let's put it on. Let's go. It, it's I, I don't know. I just I just loved it. Well, First off, my yeah, mentality I mean, was to, to to lift as heavy as possible to crush people. Because that's all I I knew that this X got me to Y. But but I want to bring it back to what you're doing, because because you you mentioned females and males together. When we yeah. worked out, the volleyball team really wasn't even supposed to walk through the work through the weight room. Like they were supposed to walk around because you lose them, you lose some focus, possibly. What's it yeah. like to bring groups of I mean, like these are definitely different groups of people, but you said you're not sports specific, which is amazing. Right. But still, like that is a very intimidating space. Listen, it could be the it could be opposite. It could be five soccer players and one basketball player. You do, it could be anything. It's just an intimidating space in general. How do you break those walls down? Well, let me tell you what's really intimidating, Bernie, is when the you know some of our female volleyball players jump jumping higher than some of our football guys. Not, I mean, that's you know what I mean. So that that's how you break the intimidation right there. You know what I mean? But um, it it really just comes down to you know everybody understanding that. You know that you know what we do at, at Sports Advantage, not at our high schools, but at Sports Advantage. Everybody is there for uh, you know a certain reason. They want to get better. They're investing time and money outside of their um, outside of their normal whatever their normal day is. And so I think honestly, there's a genuine respect for each other. You know what I mean? And I think I would say that our older kids, you know, have that respect for the younger kids. We have. I want to tell you this, Bernie, and see if you can believe this. We have a kid that was in, in Wanakee with us um, as a sixth grader. He's now an eighth grader. He lifted four times a week for 47 weeks at 5.30 a.m. as a sixth grader and Respect a seventh grader. Respect that kid. Respect. Um, and then we have, we, have, we have another kid that's right on, on, on pace to do that. And so, you know, those are, you know, are there going to be different conversations with those kids? Because sixth graders like, why in the hell am I up right now, mom? You know what I mean? Kind of thing every now and then. Yeah. But, you know, the respect that, that, that the athletes have for someone like that is you can't even imagine it. And, you know, we're lucky, we're, we're lucky, but we also foster it. You know what I mean? You have to teach mm -hmm. that to kids, to teach the respect, to teach the interaction. Um, and that's what makes us different. You know what I mean? It's not just about, here's your workout, let's go train. Um, we're community, you know, and, and the community is growing big time. I would also imagine so, that brings, like, um, a lot of, like, what's the word I'm looking for? I just had it on the tip of my tongue. It, uh, I, I imagine it, it sort of uh, really would help grow, like, self-confidence in a lot of, of, of the kids, especially, because I could, you know, see a place like that, especially if someone who keeps coming back and back and you see these older kids right like you always want like affirmation from your elders if they're one year or you know 100 years older than you that's i think that's something that's pretty natural to want so if you see that like that is i know for me like when i was young like martial arts did that for me right i it was the same sort of thing so i can imagine that that is another sort of you know benefit of having these mixed groups of of people working together yeah i think you know that's one of the overlooked things that training does for you um it's confidence. And, and, you know, even me at 50 or almost 50, sorry, I'm not 50 yet. Almost 50. You know what I mean? Oh, I could still do the hundreds for a set of 12 on a dumbbell bench. You know, I did the one tens, you know, last week for a set of nine, almost 10, but almost dropped them on my face. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I didn't have a good spot. Bernie was at my elbows, you know, but um, the, it, it just, it does, right? If you are stronger, you feel confident no matter, you know, no matter what your age is, no matter, you know, how old, you know, no matter male or female. Um, I think the weight room is a great way to build confidence and getting from walking in the door to that point of training without the fear of somebody looking at you or the fear of thinking someone's judging you because, you know, if you're listening to this, no one's judging you. If you're in the weight room, they're, they're not, you know, um, you, you know, everybody I think has a mutual respect. You know what I mean? Now, if you're someone that's skipping reps and you're doing that, like you deserve what you get. And that's, that's real talk. And that like skipping reps in our gym is no joke. You, you don't skip reps. You know, it's just a respect thing, you know? And to me, like when you do things like that, or if you don't put your stuff away, you're not really 
disrespecting the gym. To me, you're disrespecting the other people in the gym. And that's where I have the problem with it. Like you, you could disrespect me all you want. I'm, you know, but you start disrespecting the other people and the people that are working at the level that's expected. I mean, what's expected is expected. And that's the bottom line. Uh, you're bringing back all these great, great thoughts of the weight room. Get me all jacked up. Dude, I put all my stuff away. Every single time we move to a different workout, I put my weights back on the weight rack. I just can't help it because you really, it's, it's becomes memory. Um, I've been at Sports Advantage, the one in Verona, a bunch of times. This is a while ago now because I don't want to get up at five in the morning to work out with the washed up crew. Um, that's not what you call them, but I'll call them the washed up crew. Um, and I've seen this firsthand. I mean, I've been literally standing next to a, a 15 year old, you know, and and just to me, and I think this is what's great about either playing at a, a, a to me, it's either weightlifting in college and taking that next step when you don't really have to do it in high school. I'm sorry, in high school and then going to college and doing it all the time. Just by seeing someone in there who's like willing to go in there at night and in their free time, no matter who they are, like it's immediate like, hey, good job. Can I jump in? Can I help you? Like, I don't know. To me, that you, that's the culture I think you're building. And I, I absolutely love it. And uh, I think you should be having all this success because – who, what kid wouldn't want to be there? Now, I'm not saying at 5.30 in the morning, but right. I, well, know, I think, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, early, dude. Bernie, I mean, Bernie, like the, in order to, to do what we want to do, you know, in, in the state of Wisconsin, you know, we have to have good people, you know, good, good trainers. Um, and I've said this, you know, for a while. And I, I firmly believe this with the guys that currently, and, and we just added uh, a female strength coach, Tia Anderson, former um, women's strength coach at, at Wisconsin. Uh, she's going to be running our Middleton location. She's an absolute stud. Like she, she's going to be awesome. Um, is you have to have great people around you that, you know, when I started sports advantage, um, you know, essentially in 2012, when I was still at Wisconsin, just as a little private thing, and then open the gym. I mean, you know, not really, not an ego thing, but it's reality. Sports advantage was Brian bot for the first, you know, three or four years. You know what I mean? Everybody assume you're going to bots, you're going to bots. You know what I mean? I, it's not that anymore. And I'm glad, like I I'm, I'm truly glad I, because we're trying to build something special, you know, and the brand is, is very special to me. Um, and I, we, we couldn't do it without, you know, the, the, the staff we have. And I mean, our trainers are, I, I mean, if I got, if I ever get hired, like if the Packers hired me, you know, cause they got a lot of hamstring injuries and, you know, they want to train the chain, um, you know, we can, we can help them with that. But I mean, I'd, I'd hire the guys, people on my staff. I wouldn't look anywhere else. I mean, we, we try and get the best of, of everything, right? They understand our systems. They can lead our systems. They help develop our systems, which is, you know, different than what I started with, you know, because like with, with JD, JD was set in his ways, right? He wanted, it was his way. And, and that's the way, you know, that's the way it was. And that's, I learned that. And now, you know, okay, he wants it done this way. That's how we're going to do it. I mean, we have an open forum. Guys are bringing stuff to the table all the time. You know, Hey, what about this? What about this? Um, so it's constant. We're constantly sharpening each other's edge is what we say. But the other thing that is really important is they care about people, you know, um, because I'll, you know, my first interview question is, you know, how much do you want other people to win? Because if you don't, if you're worried about you winning, you know, the private sector and even in college, like as a strength coach, you're going to, you're not going to reach your potential. You have to do, it's a service based profession. You have to be a servant leader. You have to think about others first. And so my first thought is always how much better, how much more can we help our trainers? to get to where they want to get to in life, hopefully as a career with us. Um, and so, you know, we have incredible people in our gyms. Um, they care about the kids, you know, they're integrated with the families. They're going to games. I mean, we got, you know, going to graduation parties. I mean, it's just, it's different. It's just really different, Bern. Uh, but you would have loved my graduation party. I won't say it online because my dad and mom are probably not very proud of it, but it was a rager. Attention athletes, do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management, the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti. 
Our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach, ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete, from managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process, working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting, portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, we support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Roulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says, I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anacete. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And join the winning team. Um, wait, you went back and said you, you said you had it was uh, it was awesome. You uh, you said you had great people. Yeah. We just watched a team I really don't dislike, but a person I like a lot. Another bald weight training coach win the national championship. Ben Herbert. Yeah. You watched him as a player. You watched him as you know pretty much start up from uh, an intern. Was he called an intern at one point? Yeah. I don't even know what he was. He, was, he um, was really like my intern. Yeah. You know? So what, what do you see that's so special with him and how does like Michigan do it? Because he, those guys look bigger, faster, stronger than a lot of people I've seen out in the field. They look overpowering is the better word. And that, and every article you read is because Ben Herbert did it. So talk to me about herbs and, like his success from you know being a out of literally too small nose guard to being one of the best, if not the best, weight training coaches in college sports. Well, Matt, this this definitely will make your video clip. Okay, let me let me uh, let me get ready to do a herb here. So I'm right. <laughs> He's always sweating for so, sure. Yeah. So I think what makes you know herbs special. Um, is a couple things. And I've been asked this, you know, a few times, you know, cause I've gotten a chance to talk to, you know, some different people about him. Um, he may be one of the most disciplined people I've ever met. I mean, his, his hangers in his, in his closet are like an inch apart. Uh, everything's facing the same way. He gets up at the same time every single day. Um, you know, every now and then, you know, there'll be a text message from him or from me at, at about the same time, you know, we're kind of built a little bit <laughs> a little left to center when it comes to that. But, um, and he's relentless, you know, he truly is relentless in his pursuit of what he wants. Um, you know, he will work endlessly to get it right. Um, and I just think, like I said before, he has an understanding. He has an incredible pulse of what's going on. He has a great feel for what's going on. And I think, you know, he's continued to improve as a coach. You know, as far as like the, you know, if you strength and conditioning, you said like the X's and O's of strength and conditioning. I, mean, I think he's really gotten better and better as the year go on. But I think he's also proved that, you know, physical football still wins. You know, I mean, you know, I – I'm not going to share the text he sent me after the national championship game, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, running for over 300 yards in the national championship game, that they pretty much says their it all. Butt. Oh, they, they, yeah, they destroyed him up front, you know, and destroyed him. You know, they were, yeah, they were, they were the more physical team, you know, and that's why they were able to also come back and beat Alabama. You know what I mean? Is they were more physical, and. um I think the other thing, and I'll just say this about Michigan. I know it's a Badgers podcast, but um, if you go back and watch some of the interviews from that team, you could see a lot of Herb in the interviews. And what I mean by that is even when they had Harbaugh on or, or the other coaches or the players, 
everyone was giving credit to somebody else. They weren't taking credit. They were giving it, spreading it out. And I think that to me, I said that before they played Alabama. I said they're going to win the national championship because they're the most connected team of the four. And to me, connected teams are successful teams. And, you know, at the end of the day, you could see a lot of Herb in that. And that's obviously, you know, why I'm sure Har- Harbaugh, you know, he was his first hire in, in L.A. You know what I mean? I, you know, Herb's is going to L.A., you know, with the with the Chargers. And um, he's just he's just really unique. You know what I mean? And, and I don't use the word built different. Because if I say someone, in my opinion, if I say someone's built different, that means they work harder than me. And I never want to admit that anyone works harder than me. He's just, the, the two things about him that make him really special is his discipline um, and just his relentless approach to everything he does. And he keeps that thing nice and smooth on Saturdays. I mean, I mean, he's the one, never that, seen him there. He's the one that got me to go bald. I've you know, never he, seen him with peach fuzz. That's no. how disciplined he is. I've never oh. even seen him with peach fuzz in my entire life of yeah. being around. I mean, like on that. game day, it is, you know, I don't know if he gets turtle wax out or what for that <laughs> thing, but I mean that, you know, but you know, no, I, you know, we still have a so, great relationship, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, hopefully, I was a mentor for him. I know he was, you know, mentor for me, and you know, when they played in 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 Wisconsin a couple years ago, um, you know, we hadn't we hadn't seen each other. Think about this now. They played like a couple years ago. We hadn't seen each other since after the Rose Bowl game against Stanford. Hadn't seen each other. That was like eight, ten years. No, we'd message back and forth. But um, so I was up in his room. We were talking, chopping it up for about two or three hours. It was it was great. Love the guy to death, you know. And he deserves all the all the credit he's getting. I mean, he is in college you football. Mentioned- to, me, to me, he's the best in college football. I, I'm, I would agree. So you, you mentioned creating that culture in the weight room. Yes. That dude took like we, he's got some like cult followers. Greg root is one of them. I'm oh. pretty close. I'm not a cult follower. Um, but I'm very close because that dude literally was a fifth year senior. When I walked in as a terrible fullback, my first year, I was a red shirt and that dude and Nick Rison were like, dude, come with us to the bar. You know, that to me is special, man. That doesn't happen. Like, okay, but it's funny and it's ridiculous, but literally we're at the red shed drinking whatever we want. And yes, I'm underage, but like it happens at college campus. I don't think anyone doesn't know that. Yeah. But, um, but that culture, like that makes me feel so much better when we're going with starting defensive guys, Nick Rice had played in the NFL for forever. Um, and yeah. so I think that was special. That happens, I'm, pro- I'm sure, at everywhere. But to me, it was real special at Wisconsin to just jump in. You know, and now he's driving us around in his pickup truck. I'm a, I'm a not, not a ninth grader. I'm 18 years old. And he's like, you better come to this house party. You can't not come. So, like, yeah. I think, you know, yes, that's a little bit of the culture outside. But it starts in the weight room because that's the first time you meet anybody. Nick Davis what is I like, dude. Oh, yeah. Nick like, Davis, we went up yeah, and did yeah. the um, – Nick Davis just, like, bicep curls for days, right? No, for but days, I think, even after doing the stadium. You know, a, story I can, a story I can tell you about Herbs, you know, when he was interning, he had a chance to go to the Steelers, you know, and, you know, the conversation that JD had with him and, and, and me, you know, a little bit, not as much, but JD was like, you know, you, you know, do you really want to do that? You have an opportunity here. You know, I think you'd be really good at this. And I just look back and I'm thinking, man, if you'd have gone to the Steelers, you know, and that was where he's where from, wasn't it? Wasn't he a big Steelers? Yeah, that was, and that was where he's yeah. from, right? So it's like, you know what I mean? It's a, I think it's a great lesson for young people to, to to trust your elders sometimes. Like we're trying to steer you in the direction that we think is best for you. We're not always motivated by like ourselves, you know, and I, I think that's another quality. I think I think he does a great job of listening, taking it in, and then reviewing it, you know, and looking out what's what's best and, and what what's the right choice, you know. I was about to, and I totally agree. And then to finish that, when we were doing the stadiums, no, and it's, and you jog down to the field to like be done. And I was on my hand, you know, on my knees, you know, standing, but my hands on my knees. And Nick Davis just walks up. He goes, dude, just stand up, man. Nobody here really wants, like, we don't accept people with their hands. Just don't look like you're tired. And I stood up and I was dying and nobody else was on their hands and knees on my, or on their knees. I'm like, man, it's just these little things that you remember that you're like, if Nick Davis didn't say this, I would have, that behavior might have stuck in where my hands are on my knees. Now I'm like, you bottom in the weight room. I'll do whatever I want. 
I got well, I'm putting my hands on my knees when I'm tired. I don't care. <laughs> well, I'm just going to share this with you, Bernie, and and probably all the players that you know. Because after a while, I wasn't that big on that. Because to me, I didn't believe in the you know standing up tall. You actually get more oxygen. This is a research study. If you're bent over with your hands. <laughs> So it has nothing to do with like oxygen. It's just like, are you tough or are you not? You know what I mean? And then it's just a mental, it's just a toughness thing. Are you tough or no? Like if you're bent over, like you're actually smarter than everyone else, but everyone else is tough. You know what I mean? So you're like, yeah, I'm bent over. I'm going to get an A in my test, but you guys are going to get C's, but you're tougher than me. Congratulations. Science. Yeah. Oh, man. I miss the good old days oh, yeah. of working out. Wait, okay, so but let's tie it into Wisconsin Badgers a little bit. Okay. We have so so I'm 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 sure you've met Brady and you've had conversation with him. Yeah. What are your thoughts on on Brady Collins as a colleague slash, you know, weight trainer? Um, and what do you think he brings to the table that is is maybe different, maybe unique? So I mean, you know, Brady and I have, have conversed a little bit here and there. Obviously, I you know, we talked a little bit more in the last off season and a little bit during the summer, not very much. And I don't, you know, I don't know him well enough to, you know, be that guy that's wishing him good luck every, every Saturday and things like that. Um, and I've also learned to not, you know, um, how do I want to say this? I don't want to say judge because judge makes it sound negatively to, to evaluate, you know, what happens based on a one minute Instagram post, because that's like one minute of what they're doing. You know, um, to me, it really seems like that they're really ramping up, you know, competition in everything that they're doing, um, which I think is really important. I think, unfortunately, that needs to be taught nowadays. Uh, but philosophically, I really don't, you know, have a grasp for what they do. You know what I mean? So, you know, I can't really speak to that. But I think, you know, there's a lot of energy that goes into everything they're doing. Um, and I think, you know, as long as when you start to look at our kids developing, um, I think in, in sports performance, you know, and this is like, I call it like X Twitter, you know, or, or X strength coach or whatever. Everybody wants to vie for their way of doing things, you know, because as a strength coach, we're all egomaniacs anyways. Right. I mean, we all think we're right, you know, but in, in all reality, like I look at it as like, are you getting results? You know, are you limiting injuries? And do the kids enjoy coming to train? And if that's what's happening, you know, if you're using machines, great. If you're power cleaning, great. If you're box squatting, great. You know, are you getting results? And are, are the kids then taking that to the field? And is it showing on the field? You know, I can go back because I know more of what Herbs does. So I, I, you know, I can see translate. You know, I don't really know. So I can't really say where the guys were, where they are now, things like that. You just see a lot of energy and you see a lot of, you know, unique stuff going on. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, you know, kind of wait and see, you, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like wait and see, like, and I think, I think in college, but, and it's not just at Wisconsin. I think it's everywhere in college football. Now everybody's waiting to see I mean, You got yeah. Ohio, you know, you got Ohio state, you know, paying $15 million, you know, in an, I read an article for NIL guys or for transfer portal guys. I mean, whether that's true or not, the fact that that article is out there is like, could you imagine, Bernie? I was thinking about this. This is gonna be a great story, and you're gonna love this. Could you imagine in the NIL world when you hurdled that guy from Penn State? I would guarantee you that Jumpman and Nike would have messaged you. We're gonna give you a million dollars. We're gonna we're gonna have the the hammer Jumpman version, <laughs> and you would have been like, "I'm all over it." Or the Jewish like, Jumpman. Oh, I mean, you'd have, you'd have been like, you'd have been like, "Hey, I don't want any money." But I'm gonna just give you my Wando's tab every Saturday night. You're gonna cover that, and just give me some gear, and I'll be happy. You know what I mean? I was thinking about. I was just walking around with a. One, I hope I had better people, money people in my corner than than just take my Wando's tab. (laughs) But uh, the I listen. There are a bunch of guys on our on our squad who would have been. I would not have been the most paid guy. Brooks Bollinger probably would have made millions. Lee Evans. You're talking about these are dudes. Um, and nowadays it's hard to wrap my brain around 
the NIL, the transfer portal, any of that stuff. Because there's a lot of guys who stuck with it and then played and then went to the NFL. Yeah. And that's that's kind of not the culture anymore. And I find that to be sad. I, I like the transfer portal, what I think it was set up for, to get guys who are not comfortable and not happy to leave. Now it's just like anyone, anytime. You can go to two, two schools in a month, really. It's so wacky. Um, I think, Bernie, I think yeah. with the transfer portal – the one change they have to make in this, otherwise the, like the, you know, postseason is going to be done. They have to move the transfer portal after the national championship game. That, that, that way kids can't, you know, you can't leave because like, I mean, you look at like, I'm trying to think of the, the Ohio state Missouri game. I mean, there's, there's like, you, you even know anybody's name <laughs> that's playing. Yeah. And, and this is just me. Like, this is just me. And so like, I'm probably the minority thought process in this, if you choose not to play in your bowl game or you, or you shouldn't be allowed to go on the bowl trip. That's a, that's a reward. You know what I mean? Like if you choose, like a, if you're like, I'm not going to play. Okay. Well, you're choosing not to be a part of the team. You don't get to, you don't get to go to the, to Disneyland and you don't get to go to the, like the beef bowl and all, you know, like I, that's just as an outsider looking in, I think there's a couple things that the NCAA can look at and be like, okay, like if you're going to transfer, you don't, get to go or you're if you're sitting out which in all reality like if you're a player that's going to be a top five pick and that's like you're playing in the you know duke's mayo bowl and it's like one of those things where i don't you know i don't want to get hurt great then you know to me i think braylon i'm not sure if braylon did this or not but he went started training right away i mean if, if that's what if that's what your move is great congratulations you've earned you've earned that right you you've put film out there you know, and, and no one, I don't think anyone, you know, is going to think negatively, but then go do it. Like, go do it. You know what I mean? Like if I, Bernie, honestly, like if you resign your job, you know, are they going to, like, are they going to take you on, you know, the end of the year work trip? No, you resigned. You're gone. So if we're going to, <laughs> now I'm going to rabbit hole this. If we're going to pay guys, which is kind of what's going on and you resign. Free workout just to let you know, Brad, real oh, quick. Free I took mine right before. Spark, no water, mm. just right to the hatch. Just, just you are crazy. Scoop. You do that. You drink water after, like, or you just try to. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do that, then I, I think we wish them well and say, go ahead and go. You know what I mean? Um, that because that's real world. And if we want to, yeah. So we've only got a couple minutes left, um, but I wa- I have a two part question. That actually, the two parts have nothing to do with each other, but the first one is off of this. Do you think that this is also creating too great an expectation on 17, 18, 19 year olds to come into and make be like a giant difference maker immediately because they're pressured by NIL, they're pressured by social media? Um, and do you think that is sort of going to have an adverse effect and lead, I, in my opinion, it leads more and more people to the portal because they haven't had this immediate effect like everyone is quote unquote expecting them to. Yes, because I think the, the, the issue that you're having right now is, and it's not really the kids thing. It's more, you know, you have to recruit your own kids now to stay. I mean, that, that, you know what I mean? I think, I think Nick Saban said that, you know, in an interview, like you're not recruiting high school kids anymore. You're recruiting your own kids first. You're recruiting other people's kids second, and then you're recruiting high school kids. And so I think, I think you're right, Matt, is that like, as a high school kid, you're just like, if I'm not playing in a year or two, you know, I got to go find somewhere to play. And, you know, like with you, Burn and like the guys at Wisconsin, like our guys and, and you know Wisconsin's built on guys playing their best football when they're juniors and seniors well if if a lot of guys would have left you know what I mean who hadn't played for three years you you'll never know you know and I think that's the that's really the hard thing is being I guess being a fan of college football like I am is you don't get to see those developmental stories as much anymore you know guys that walk in, you know, whatever their backstory was, because, you know, they're, they're, those are interesting too. And then just seeing them grow for three years, you know, and, and then a guy gets hurt on special teams and all of a sudden this guy's out there and he's making tackles, he's making plays, you know, like a guy, like a Joe Stelmacher, right? He's all over the field. 
you know, and then, oh, oh my God, she can play a lot of guys. Holy, yeah, yeah. Our roster was loaded with them, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's the way it was back then. Um, And so now I think, like you said, Matt, I think, I think it does. I think it puts pressure on high school kids. And I think it also, you know, hurts their ability to make a decision where they're going to go because they don't, they don't know if they're going to get an offer like right away. Um, you know, some kids, you know, there's, there's a couple kids in the state of Wisconsin we train that are getting offers from like all over the country. So they know they're going to go play, but what about the kid that's, you know, an, a little undersized O lineman? Is he going to get an offer from a, a mid-major D one or is he got to go play D two or can he go play in the WEAC, which is a great conference. And so there's, there's a lot of more pressure. I think you're exactly right, Matt, on the high school kids. All right. Completely unrelated. Uh, Uh-oh. Um, so I have it on, on, on good authority that, uh, and I quote, uh, bot is the best protein shake maker in the history of making protein shakes. Some of the best flavor combos you can think of. So bot, what is the key to a great protein shake? Oh man. Um, oh man. Well, one, you, when you taste test them, because that was the key that was, you know I mean? That's why. I, you know, I, I put on like 25 pounds once we started adding like peanut butter and bananas and stuff like that, man, I can't make the shakes if you don't. Strawberry um, was so good. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> I think the key, you know, the, the key to making a good protein shake that I think goes overlooked is you have to put the liquid in first, right? Burn. If you put the powder in and then put the liquid in, now we had the hand blenders. Now, you know, they got these industrial things that, you you know what I mean, that they, that they have at the all-inclusive resorts that I was just at, um, that just, they never burn out. They they explode everything, right? Um, But if you put the powder in first and then put the liquid in, the powder, when you put the liquid in and blend it, it sticks to the side. So you lose some, you know, and then it kind of thins it out a little bit. So then if you are one of those guys, you got to put an extra scoop in to get the same amount of calories. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> that was fun because we came up with some mean concoctions. I tell you what, you know what I mean? And, and the, the blender or those, those hand blenders were in oh. bots office. Yeah. It was like his desk and then somebody else's desk. And then it was like the nutritional section, but each year, this is right after, um, the shoebox when they took everything out of there and then slowly you got, remember it was like you had a metric shake. It could be vanilla or chocolate. And that was it. Well, and then it became, we also more had, more. we also had, we also had chocolate peanut butter burn, but those, those found their way into my desk that no one else could have because we <laughs> had limited supplies and that was my favorite. So we, JD would be like, where's the chocolate peanut butter? I don't know. <laughs> but the hand blender was in there and you'd blend it up quick. Oh man, I, it's funny. Every time I talk to someone, like you, just remember funnier things about like your daily life. You mentioned competition, yeah. dude. When I don't remember what year you guys enacted it, but it was like we're gonna win in the fourth quarter. And at the end of every lift, it was like doing those push-ups. It was like Monday push-ups. Tuesday might have been dips or pull-ups, which was ridiculous because I couldn't even do a pull-up. Yeah. And then it was Thursday. I can't remember what it was dips maybe. And then Friday was a uh, core holds car holds and it was you guys always put me up against either sparky on the dips which i weighed 100 pounds more than that dude and, or um or uh who was it um stocko on the core holds and i, and I could, he's still holding his plank from like 2006 I, I literally held it for five minutes once and lost which is like i should have just stopped at a minute and you were like but this is you're like you this, is, this is bs i'll just go run <laughs> she got crazy but but what I loved is, you know, like I I was like, man, how the hell am I going to beat Sparky in dip off? This Scott Starks, man, like he's 110 pounds soaking wet and was pretty caught up. But I'd get on there and I'm like, you know what? F it, man. They put me on this for a reason. Like I, I can't just get crushed here. Like, I'm, And I also trusted I'm like, Bon JD wouldn't do that to me, I don't think. And I was ripping him. I don't think I ever – I didn't really beat him because like – let's be real like the dude if i went first which is another thing i hated i always would wait on the last machine to see if sparky would jump over there quick so i could just he know what guy, he, so did. He, wanted to, he wanted to get through his workout quick so you're like how many do you do oh bot come how on how many man. do 82 great here we go <laughs> 
yeah. But, but when did you become, when, I, I know we're running out of time, but like, when did, I, I actually found value in that. Like, I thought that was fun. Dudes were screaming at each other, like cheering them on. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy losing all the time and then having to go run extra for it. But when did you get, like, what was the thought process behind that? We just wanted guys to compete. It, it was just, you know, we wanted to put you in scenarios where you had to compete every day for something. You know what I mean? And, and we, you know, we didn't want to go, you, you know, over the top with things. We wanted to do stuff that we felt was relevant that you'd be doing in a workout. You know, now when Herb took over, we had like, we had, Oh man, we had like, we drafted teams. So we had a draft teams and then like, it was called the tone setters. So he had this big WWF belt and you, you had to compete, you know? So the first year it was like the D line and the linebackers against the O line quarterbacks again, you know? So there was like multiple, so like the D line linebackers, right. They can do anything good, push prowlers. They can sprint, they can run agilities. So they just crushed everybody. So the second year I was like, we can't do that. We got, we got a draft. So me, Herbs, Jamil, and Jeff, had a draft and then you got points <laughs> you got points on your entrance so so i'm like i get to go last my team goes last cool so like jameel had his guys come out herb had his guys come out i got my guys in with the garage door to the mclean they all got their scooters so they're all on their scooters and we tried to go get uh, Coach Edie had, I think, the women's basketball team training in the den. And we were going to have some of them come out right in on the scooters with us. But, like, we had the, the garage door opened and it hit the stone cold music. And they come driving in on their, on their scooters. And it was, like, it was nuts. It was crazy. Herb's like, you guys won. That was the best. <laughs> you know, so we got points for that. But I remember in that it got it got testy because it was – like we had a pretty significant little competition. I, I don't know if I can say wager or not between the four of us. And I think the winner got like tornado room on the other three. Well, something happened. And I said something to Jamil and Jamil got, I thought he was going to rip my head off. And like, <laughs> like I, I, you know, and he, you know, he was, and I'd never seen that out of him. Cause Jamil's like one of the calmest, nicest guys. And he was like, he came Never. over to me I'm like, Oh shit. Like, no, I'm yeah. good. We're good. Jamil. You, you know, you're good. I'm like, I'm not, I'm just like saying, you know, and, but it got, it got intense. And he went after her, you know, Herb and him were arguing. <laughs> Cause I mean, tornado room is, you know, that that's good eating. You know what I mean? So, but I think that competition is important. I know they're trying to do that now. And I think, you know, that you, you gotta, you gotta compete if you want to be you a winner. It. Dude, I, I I once did a coin flip with Herbs for Delmonico's. Oh yeah, that's how dumb I am. I lost, obviously, but well, I, I Herbs gonna, I and I got to like have dinner weight. together on a date. I was going to do this so, weight loss thing where I had to get down to like a certain weight and then a bod pod, and I missed the bod pod by like half a percent. So we're like wagering. I go, what? I go, I bet you hundred bucks I can do this. And he goes, no, bro. He goes, let's bet three months of our mortgages. I'm like, dude, that's like 10,000. Like, <laughs> I'm like, no, like, what are you talking about right now? No way. He goes, he goes, he goes, you won't do it unless you feel like you're, you know, you really got something behind it. I go hundred bucks is good. You yeah. Know? Those dudes are the worst. Those are the craziest gamblers. Those are the okay. guys I won't. Yeah. Bet your house. I, no, thanks buddy. Here's a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. And then like the last week he's bringing pizza. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> But thank you for uh, coming on. I I literally love chopping yeah, it up with you guys. I love what you guys. Yeah, I love what you guys are doing, man. It's it's great. I want to put a little plug in February seventh, uh, February seventh in Middleton from six to eight, uh, eighty two ten Forsythia Street. Uh, we have an open house. Uh, Ryan Groy meet and greet. We'll also have I think Travis Beckham and some other former Badgers. Anybody's in town, stop by six to seven. We have a meet and greet at our Middleton location. And then um, seven o'clock, we got, you know how they used to do the hit videos burn? Yeah. We got a we got a pretty good one set up, ready to go. We're, oh, the hit video. I was gonna say, uh, you also guys used to send us videos of dudes like doing the workouts, so we could do it over the summer on a VHS. I wish I still had yep. that. We've got a we've got a hit video that starts out with that um, corn entrance, and then it's got yeah. some other stuff. It's. It's pretty good. So, um, and then our Appleton location opens in March. So Appleton, Wisconsin, our seventh, seventh gym. And, um, I haven't shared this with anybody, but I'll share it on the podcast first. Uh, young Cameron bot will be the director in, in Appleton. So my son will be running that gym, which is, 
a little emotional, but I mean, it's it's awesome. Yeah, proud of that kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Nice to watch. He was just being born. You were you were playing. Yeah. So we're excited. Yeah. So that's so cool. But I'm wishing you the best, man. I love you. I love what you're bringing to to the to the students. It's great. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in here to Believe in Badgers on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and Oak Bridge Wealth Management. Um, until next time, uh, take it easy and on Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.